Um, well, before we welcome up our esteemed interviewees, I'll just reread a little passage from our scripture that we heard earlier with the candle coming in from John chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 9. These beautiful, beautiful words. Holy Spirit, would you make these words come alive in our hearts today? The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not receive him or recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or human's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I wonder what your story is. I, I don't know. All of you have the privilege of meeting all of you just yet. Um, but everyone has a story. And many of us here, it's a story of going from darkness into the kingdom of light, the, the light that Jesus offers each and every single one of us. And I think many of us can relate to that simple idea of life becoming illuminated uh, by who Christ says he is and what Christ offers each of us in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, and what's beautiful about that passage and Jesus and the great story that we're a part of is that the light of the world came from heaven into our darkness. He, he wrote himself into our story. Uh, and just as we saw the candle coming down uh, and the smaller candle being lit from the central candle, like we are all being illuminated by Christ and invited to step in to that story and shine the light so that somebody else might receive that same light of Christ, like candles uh, at Christingle being lit from the front and going all the way through the church. Um, so what we're going to do today is hear about how different people in, a, in and around uh, our congregation are lights for Christ. And so we're going to get them up in a moment, we're going to give them a big cheer, and they're going to share with us about their context and how they shine their light. Um, and I was reminded of what Dave Luck said a few weeks ago, where you might feel like where you are is hopeless, and this is nothing to do with you because you are in a very hopeless place. But as Dave said, there is hope where you are because you're there, and you carry the hope of Christ. And so that's our encouragement today. And as you see and hear these guys, you might be tempted to think, Wow, aren't they incredible? We have got some amazing Christians uh, uh, here. And I want to encourage you that you have a story as well. And these guys, they all said no when I asked them. And I've been begging them for the last month to come and do this. And then because of the snow, two of them couldn't come. So we, we've got different people, but it's going to be awesome. But the point being, any of you could be up here because you've all got a story to tell. So without any further ado, can we put our hands together for our incredible interviewees, Alan, James, and Emma? Yes. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Someone's going to bring you a gin and tonic any minute now. Um, so these guys are fantastic. Did we? Oh, here we go. Tom's got some mics. So as they're talking, I want to encourage you just to be thinking, you know, what are they saying? We want this to be uh, encouraging to us. 
We want it to be inspirational, thinking of different things, uh, and we also want it to, to be a celebration of what Jesus is doing. Um, so who would like to go first? We're going to start at the top. Start with the very best. Emma, what is your context? Good morning, everybody. Um, so I've written a few notes because otherwise we'll be here forever. Um, Luke might have to <laughs> wrestle this off me. Um, so my context is um, I work for a women's project. Um, because this is streamed, there are certain things I can't share or location or anything like that. Um, but um, I work um, with an amazing team of women who serve some really vulnerable um, women. Um, we work with women who are affected by things like homelessness, um, mental health, um, cuckooing, addiction, domestic violence, coercion and control. Um, and so, yeah, it's we work with a <laughs> pretty lively situation. So in terms of darkness, I kind of go, yeah, you know, that fits. Um, but in terms of um, what we get to see within that space is um, not what the world gets to see and label, but we get to see the value of the women that we get to love and serve. Um, and so although those are some labels that might help you guys understand what the kind of daily life looks like on our side of things, um, what we actually get to do is serve and love women who are made in the image of God, who... Um, yeah, Jesus calls them by very different names and would treat them very differently. And we get to see in scripture, don't we, him being an incarnate um, space of meeting people not made by their labels, um, but he responds to them with a heart of love. So that is what I'm just trying to think what else to say. Um, we get to, so we do that, we have like a drop-in, we also do street outreach and stuff, it's a Christian project, so we get to love and serve our women with Jesus as well as kind of practical needs and things like that. So good. And um, are there any particular stories or ways in which you are able to show light in the dark place? Um, so years ago, um, I heard someone from this passage um, use a phrase which was the darkness only wins if the light doesn't show up so if you think of a dark space the darkness only is able to exist if light doesn't show up and so for me for us um, I think what it looks like is showing up and I know that looks really different some of the stuff that we do is really mundane <laughs> making hot chocolates for people making food for people who are hungry, it looks really mundane. And probably most of us kind of go, oh, some of the stuff that we do feels really mundane. But actually, it's knowing who Christ is in that space. And it's believing and having the faith of the light that we carry. Um, and so my encouragement is to show up and be the light in the dark spaces. Very good. And... Um I'll come back to you about what you would say to people who don't feel like they can do that in a moment. Um, is it worth also saying that there's ways people can get involved with what yeah, you do? Definitely, probably won't say it from here, but come find me. 
Yes. Um, so, James, let's, let's ask you a similar question. What is your context, first of all? Uh, hi, I'm James. My context is, uh, from a work point of view, I, I'm a sports therapist, so work in a physio clinic, posh end of town, um, over Parkhead Way, um, uh, and work with a, um, a Sheffield Rugby Club um, down at Aberdale as well at the weekends. So that is my context. So, yeah, quite... Different in terms of there's a lot less blood in the clinic weekdays and a few less noses go in opposite directions. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, some, yeah, two different opportunities, but still working with people. So yeah, it's cool. And so in those contexts in clinic and on the rugby pitch, what are some of the ways that you can shine your light? Um, I think what I'm saying about showing up is like a really important one um, and actually it's quite easy um, a little thing with I think with my clinic stuff um, I was treating someone in the past few months um, for something they were going through an injury wise and um, actually they had a link to someone here at church through work and I hadn't brought up Jesus or yeah God in any way but they brought it up through saying oh do you know this person um, can I say that person? I'm sure that person. Should. Yeah, uh, I haven't actually had a chance to speak to this person about this situation. So this is going to spring it on them. Um, Molly Flynn, you're doing a great job in your workplace because um, yeah, you're, you're, I'll chat to you afterwards who it is. But yeah, um, and they they had had a conversation with my boss because I had invited our boss to our wedding back a year and a bit ago, and they had had a really amazing time. So actually, like an encouragement would be is easy to send that invite and then actually the ones who maybe aren't Christians do the hard work for you so it's pretty good <laughs> so good well it's got obviously God's done the work but yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah it's good we did a similar thing this morning and there was an analogy of how we're all in it together and the old school fairy lights where when one bulb goes like the whole thing goes and we're kind of called to be light together uh, which is a great example of that um any other stories you wanted to share, things come to mind? Um, with the rugby side of things, obviously sports teams are pretty pretty interesting um, places to be. Uh, I love a sports team environment. I think it's amazing. Um, but especially rugby lads, it's an interesting culture. Um, and actually there's a chaplain who works with the team as well. Um, so it's interesting to have his perspective on how he views his side of it compared to how I view my side of it with them um, and yeah there's just no specific like story but you're always having those conversations um, you know I try and catch up with the chaplain after every game and it's interesting to see who he's chatting to of the older boys who no longer play but actually uh, he's still making connections with them and having those like um, I think one big thing in rugby is like, uh, and in general life is mental health and um, head injuries and stuff like that are a big thing and actually helping not just the current players but the ex-players as well through all their struggles that they're going through day to day when they don't have rugby anymore um, is quite important. So yeah, I think there's some really interesting stories that come out of sports teams, but particularly rugby stuff. Yeah, but yeah it's cool. It's That's cool. great. And you're doing like sports massage and they can't go anywhere and you just hit them with the gospel. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Elbow to the glute and uh, yeah, <laughs> we go for a gospel each time. It's great. <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, so Alan, we'll come to you. What, what's your day-to-day -day look like? What's your context? Uh, right, so I'm a local builder and uh, 
in my context, uh, Jesus don't usually be around because it's builders in the world, you know, just out in the world. Uh, and part of that context as well is meeting people, you know, uh, going into family homes, uh, meeting people in their homes, and you soon get to know what people are like, you know, behind closed doors. So it's, uh, it's a great place to be, uh, you know, to hopefully be a good witness for our Lord Jesus. Yeah, so um, can you tell us a bit more about that on the building site or just generally how do you um, shine the light of Christ in a dark place? Well, I mean, particularly uh, with the guys I work with, they're wonderful guys, you know, they've all got good arts underneath it all, but as you can imagine, it's quite an aggressive, uh, I wouldn't say violent place. I suppose it's a violent place from the point of view when you're knocking a wall down, you can't be uh, soft with it, can you? The wall's got to come down, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the type of guys I work with and from time to time there'll be someone upset about something and it can kick off and over the years the Lord as he's been gracious to me he's taught me and given me uh, wisdom that's beyond my understanding to step in and fetch peace there with that is and so I've got to a point where I've got a wonderful family of guys that I work with that are pretty good guys you know, you know and if anything's going off it comes to me fairly quickly, and then I take it to the Lord, and we get it sorted out. Now, so a couple of stories out in the world, uh, I suppose, would be uh, I was I was driving along one day between my jobs, and it's a it's a busy time. I'm always busy doing stuff, and always trying to cram too much in just to try to be efficient. And I uh, I saw an old friend of mine I went to school with years ago, so it's a long time ago. Walk alongside the road. And I just felt the urge to pull up and say hi to him. So I pulled over and he goes, oh, hi, Nabil, uh, how are you? I've seen you for a long time. He goes, oh, I'm not bad, Alan. I said, well, you, 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 not so very uh, convincing. And he says, well, actually, I've got, I've got throat cancer and I've got this rash around my, uh, my throat. And before I knew where I was, I got my window wound down and I'm saying to him, well, can I pray for you? And I'm a Christian nowadays, you know, and I got my hands around his throat, praying for him. <laughs> and... Uh, and all this, all this stuff going on. But then, then fast forward a few years, I bumped into him again at a, in, at a festival in the park. And he come running over and he just said, Alan, do you know that were amazing? I, I haven't got it, it's gone. Do you know? So that's been a good witness for, for the Lord. Do you know? Uh, and then other times, it's just bumping into the builders and, and people that work in the building supply yards, they, come, they always seem to come to me with ailments or what have you. So, oh, can we pray over that? Uh, and yeah, it's we end up praying. And I don't know why that always leads me to people for praying for healing, but that's what happens. And I'm not saying there's anything special about me. It's all the Lord's doing. And the, particularly the last one is a manager of one of the local places. I'll not mention names or place, but he hurt his back. So I said, well, you know, I'm a Christian. Can, we, can I pray for you? And it was in the yard and there's loads of stuff going on. So I prayed with him and I said, how are you feeling? And he's saying, oh, I think he's look, uh, feeling a bit better. But he's looking around, distracted. I says, what are you doing while you're distracted? Don't worry about all these other people around here. Do you know, we're praying that the Lord is going to reel your bike. And this is where we need to be, so don't be distracted. And he just looked at me and went, oh, yeah, 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 Alan, yeah. So uh, the Lord's gave me, he's, gave me, he's put me out in the world doing the work I do, uh, hopefully to be a blessing to people. I mean, people might come back and say, no, you weren't a blessing, Alan, but I believe that the Lord is working on me and he's changing me every day, Do you know, every hour, every day. Uh, so I'm sure that the Lord 
can use us all in the places we are. And everyone in out here as well, by the way, like Luke said earlier, it's not just the people at the frontier. We're all, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. If you've got Christ in your life, you've got an opportunity to tell someone about them. You know? And then that light that goes out into to the world, into the darkness, because it is a dark world out there. Do you know? And Jesus Christ will use it to change everything. But please don't be scared. It's good. Um, and so, to finish, I want to ask you each another question about... We'll start with you, Alan. Start with you. Um, about that whole concept of um, this is great for you, but it's not for me. You have a different personality type or different skill set. You're in a different context. Um, but as we've said, the Lord moves through all of us uh, and he's placed us all here for a reason. And I was curious, Alan, about you. You've spoken to me about the Lord encouraging you to go out of your comfort zone. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about your journey in terms of healing, praying for healing for people in a builder's yard. Was that what you were doing on day one? How of the journey to kind of that and feeling confident to kind of go and do what you sense the Lord is calling you to and stepping out? Well, let's start right up today, here this morning. Do you know, uh, being out of my comfort zone, this is out of my comfort zone completely, because if Luke had had a stood up, I think I'd have collapsed and been on my knees, because my legs at the moment feel like jelly. So, uh, so I hope that just encourages you that there's nothing, do you know, uh, I can be terrified as well as everyone, everyone else can be. Uh, and going back to... Uh, going out and praying for healing with people it's just been led by the Lord you know I'll not go into the first time that ever happened to me but I I just said Lord would you do something about this situation and the Lord just quite clearly said to me you do it and I had no idea I'd only been a Christian about a year and a half I didn't have a clue but the thing is is as we're obedient to the Lord and step out everything changes do you know so we don't have to have it all worked out we've just got to trust him uh, so it's not about being bold and brave. It's just trusting the Lord. So good. So encouraging. Thank you, Alan. Um, so yeah, James, same kind of question. Any stories or things that you would say to encourage people, things that have happened that you think, I didn't really do anything, but God did something, but I was there. Um, uh, yeah, good question. Uh, I didn't have much time to prep like this one, but... <laughs> I think, uh, uh, I, I think honestly, just um, t just t the opportunities will always be there. I think sometimes I used to pray for opportunities, probably because I was scared to actually take them. Um, so I've switched switched it around now to pray for the awareness of opportunities instead. Um, you know, we have how many conversations with people a day, um, and there's always a chance to just say, oh, I went to church on Sunday. And then they might speak to you a month later and be like, oh, did you go to church again? And it's that kind of snowball effect. And that's handy for today to see that one. Uh, <laughs> um, and, yeah, I, like that example and that story that I kind of shared before where um, I really didn't expect um, that person to mentioned that my boss had spoke to them about my wedding and my wedding my wife was there as well our wedding uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she's in kids work it's fine um uh, I just had no idea that that was going to come up so it surprises you and I think that kind of like um is for me that was a really recent encouragement from God going stick at it it will keep keep taking those opportunities um, and I'll probably miss 90% of opportunities a day 
and um, it's fine because there'll still be another day to take more opportunities. Um, yeah, and it'll, it'll always be a positive thing that happens. So, yeah, so encouraging. And um, I was at a, a vicar training day yesterday that John Marsh, our very own, was was in charge of, and Bob and Mary Hopkins, who I think are here today, were teaching us about what does it mean to sow seeds of the kingdom. And, and we're all involved in that process of sowing. Uh, and then there's a time of reaping. And then as a church, we want to keep people. We want to sow, reap, and keep. And there was this encouragement that we often feel the pressure to go from the whole journey in one conversation. But really, we're all in this together. And there was an evangelist who said, my aim is to put a stone in somebody's shoe uh, to make them think, which I thought was a helpful image. Uh, but Emma, I'll come to you. What would you say to someone who's thinking, gosh, Emma is a... An elite Christian. She's a superstar. I couldn't possibly be like Emma. You can see how much I fought Luke to be up here. You'd understand. Um, yes, um, this is not my comfort zone in any way, shape, or form, but I think I've been grateful for times that other people have shared something of what it looks like to serve Jesus in their life. So that is why I say yes to moments like this, because for for me, it is a, it's about obedience. I think we have such a treasure of knowing Jesus and knowing his heart. Um, and scripture is filled with um, who he is and his story. And for some of us, you know, justice and injustice like burns within us. Some of us, it's, you know, elderly people and loneliness and you know, it will, across this room, will look like a million different things, um, but I think it is, it's about just saying yes to God, and some of that looks like risk, and as you're saying, sometimes that looks like something that feels successful that you might share from a stage here, but also some of it never looks like that, um, but for me, I would just want to be obedient to God within that, and I think, yes, I might you know, have some, st I, look, I, I have seen Jesus do some really incredible things through some really broken lives. Like I have, I've seen it and I believe it, but that starts at a point of just stepping out and saying yes. And I think, yeah, where I would want to encourage everyone is either you're at a starting point of that, that you've never stepped out in those spaces. And so my encouragement would be go for it. Like, you're never going to regret that actually before God you're never going to regret those things um but also it's a life journey isn't it it's our it's our whole journey and our walk with Jesus and it looks different at different times and so for people who are going this looks different in this season allow God to soften your heart and respond to what he's saying to you and that will look like lots of different things in this room but he is worthy of our worship, which is our life. It's not singing songs on a Sunday. He is worthy of our worship, which is our lives. Um, and so when we walk out of here, that's what we get the opportunity to do. It's, it's actually, this isn't the main event. <laughs> sorry, guys, Tom, sorry. It, it's a very good event, though. Um, <laughs> but we get to do it over our daily lives. And, and yeah, for some people, that's serving their kids and their families and for some people you know it looks so different but God is the God of miracles and so therefore what looks like mundane things actually when we partner with Jesus and we 
and we humble our hearts in that, there is opportunity for the beautiful work that God does. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. Let's have a big clap for these guys. Stay there. And uh, a, a special shout out to James who got the call up during worship. And he is here. <laughs> um, so I'm going to lead us in a time of uh, a reflection. We're going to respond. The band are going to make their way up uh, and get themselves ready. And then after we've reflected, I'm going to invite us to stand. And Emma is going to pray for those of us who feel disqualified or this, this is feeling a bit, how can I get involved? Uh, and then Alan is going to impart boldness <laughs> uh, to us, you know, to, to be obedient. But before we do that, I just want to invite you, you might want to close your eyes, you might want to hold your hands out. We're just going to inquire of the Lord. The Lord speaks today. I firmly believe that. He speaks to us in different ways through uh, words, through scripture, through images, through feelings, through our senses. Now, I just want to invite you to ask the Lord, um, God, what are you calling me to? Where are you calling me to shine my light? Is there a particular person that you're placing on my heart now or people? Is there a particular place or space that you want me to inhabit? Lord, is there a, a holy frustration that you've planted in my heart for such a time as this? So, Lord, I thank you that you speak today. Amen. I'd like to invite you to stand. Uh, and then these guys are going to pray over us before we sing. Holy Jesus, I just ask you to stir hearts today. God, I thank you that we are joining in with what you've been doing even over the last few weeks and months here, God. I thank you that you have been stirring people's hearts. So as Luke just shared, God, about a holy discontent, God, I pray for you to remind people of what you have spoken. I pray where words um, of old, I pray for those things to come alive, God. I pray for courage today, Jesus, for um, people to take a step. And God, I pray, will you just make it really clear to people 
what the next step is, just the next step. God, I just, I ask where there is disappointment for you, Holy Spirit, to wash that away today. God, I pray where there is, um, yeah, fear of disqualification of your own self. God, I pray for you to speak words of life of how you see um, that person. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you and invite you and we thank you for what you're doing. God, we want to line up with what you're doing and we want to say yes to you, Jesus. And Lord... It's the first day of Advent, Lord, you know, uh, where we start to look towards you, Lord. We look to you all year round, but, you know, this is an occasion, this is an opportunity for us to step out for you, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, that that the the church is a family, Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ, that we open our hearts to you, Lord, and be obedient to you. And we step out into this world, because I was out in the world yesterday, and nowhere I could see anything of you, Lord, in the markets, in advertising, it looks as though you've been pushed to one side, Lord, but you haven't because you're Jesus Christ, King of Kings. And Lord, I just pray, I pray that boldness, Lord, where boldness needs to be. You don't have to be screaming and shouting out in the world. We just need to tell people about Jesus and be good witnesses. So, Lord, I just ask your Holy Spirit to come now, Lord. Any, uh, any glass ceilings around us, Lord, just let it be broken, Lord. And let heaven come down into this place right now. Heaven come down and touch in this place, Lord God. A thin atmosphere between us and you, Lord Jesus, Father God. Come, Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name. Jesus, we love you. Amen.